0: So, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about truth. Truth that is ever changing is not truth, it's false. So, truth can only be truth if it's ever unchanging, eternal, and if it was the same yesterday as it is today, and if it will be the same thing tomorrow, then only then can you call it the truth know what I mean so that which is always changing cannot be the truth in the same way that which is always changing cannot be called real it cannot be a reality it cannot be a lasting reality because like in a dream you have a dream and then you wake up and then the dream doesn't exist anymore so where did the dream go it wasn't real in the first place. It wasn't real to start with. So that is the reason why there is no substance, substance to the dream. You cannot go and grab hold of it. You cannot find it. You cannot hold on to it. So that which you cannot hold on to cannot be real. You know what I mean? So there is nothing in the dream that was real, right? The, the world you saw in the dream The person you were in the dream, the circumstances in the dream and the emotions you felt in the dream, they all seem very real but they are not. Because if it was real, when you wake up, you don't feel the same way. So you don't cry over spilt milk in the dream. So if something tragic happened in the dream, you don't wake up and cry over it for days on together, you know. You let it go because you know it wasn't real. But it's not the same in the waking state. So what we call the waking state, right? The present moment when you're not sleeping, when you're not in a deep uh, sleep state or a dream state. So this so-called waking state, think about it for a second. Think about it for a moment. How exactly is it different from the dream state? even now, all the factors of the dream state exist. You exist, the world around you exists and there is a passage of time and there are thoughts and then there are emotions right? And but the only thing is you you also consider it to be absolutely real, just the way you consider the dream state to be real, right? you consider the dream state to be unreal only when you wake up from the dream state you don't consider it to be unreal as long as you are dreaming so you might say there is something there is a continuation of time in the waking state so you sleep and you wake up and then you continue from where you left off whereas in the deep whereas in the dream state things are very different every every day it's different. Right? But if you notice, even in the dream state, there is a passage of time. So, you know, you could have been just sleeping for, let's say, five hours or six hours and you could have lived an entire lifetime. And there is continuation in that state as well. And you are using the same mind. You are using the same thoughts to comprehend a reality. You are having the five senses. You experience... You breathe and you see and you dream and then you hear and you smell all the things exist in the dream state just the way things exist in the waking state so now do you understand do you see how unreliable your senses are how unreliable your mind is the mind is a great tool it's an exceptional tool but it is not something we can rely upon to find Our own self. It is not a great tool to experience your own true self because by nature it is maya, by nature it is illusory, it creates illusions. The the role of the mind, the role of thoughts is to create an illusion. So every time you experience something, there is an underlying thought process or underlying imagery in your mind, which is nothing to do with the action or the act that is going on in your life, right? So it creates its own illusions in the mind and sometimes you could be just sitting down and having a sip, you know, sipping coffee and having coffee, but the mind is elsewhere. It has nothing to do with that present moment of you just sitting and drinking coffee. It takes you elsewhere. It makes you anxious. It makes you afraid. It makes you desire more things which do not add to the present moment. The present moment does not need you to think about the future in any way. Let's say you are having coffee. You could be in the present moment enjoying that cup of coffee but no the mind will keep jumping from one branch of thought to another branch so you could be literally having thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts just during that passage of time when you are having coffee so it is a very unreliable tool and the same unreliable tool we use it to create our Our own identity. You know, who are you? Ask yourself, who are you? And then you will get a bunch of answers. I am such and such a person. This is my name and this is my profession. I am a man. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a father. You know, I am an advertising professional. I am, I am an army officer. I am confident. I am scared, I am happy, I am a co-getter, I am an introvert. You could come up with a million things, you know, this is coded into you. So every single day, the mind creates and recreates this image of yourself. It is never static, every single day. So the problem is not just the image. The problem is, this image is made up of so many bugs. This is like coding, you know, you code a software and, all that stuff so in the same way you're coding your own identity but the problem is there there are so many contradictions you know you want something but you don't think you can go and get it you want something but you want something else which is contradictory to that you want to be free and yet you want to be married you know (laughs) That was the joke, but you get the idea. Things work well when there are no contradictions. Suppose you want to climb a mountain. You go out there and climb the mountain. Right? You say, I want to climb the mountain. And then you have a million reasons why you should not climb the mountain. This is where the conflict arises. You know? So, to be free from conflict, you have to be free from contradictory ideas about yourself, about everything around you to be free of contradictions, right? So the mind creates this imagery every single day. And this is what hurts us. This is what creates the conflict. Because as long as you have an image, you know, you have an image of yourself. Oh my God, I'm so beautiful. And then someone says something nasty and things begin to hurt you, you know, things hurt you because you you already have an image of yourself as being beautiful or as being smart and someone says something contradictory now you take that you make a note that maybe I, I am beautiful but you know i don't dress as well so there are always these contradictions and the mind picks and chooses you know from the world outside from what the people tell you and from what you decipher from the reactions in the world and from what you've studied and what you learn everyday so, this is like a tape recorder, continuously you're recording things into your brain and programming and reprogramming every single day. Now, ask yourself what is the need for this? Why do we need to program ourselves so much? Why do we need to reprogram ourselves every single day, every single moment? Why not let it be? Be free from the idea, you know be free from this concept of identity why not be as you are why hold on to this idea of i am such and such a person i am confident i am successful i am rich these are the things that you know affect your mind right so this is one aspect of the mind where the mind creates an identity of yourself And the same mind creates an image of the world within you. The world does not come to you and say, I'm a good world, I'm a bad world. You make up. You make up opinions about the world around you, about the people around you, about your friends, about your family, you know, about your husband, about your girlfriend or boyfriend, about your children. And then anything that happens contradictory to those ideas you have it brings you pain it hurts you because you think my girlfriend is the most beautiful person in the world she's the most loyal and then she speaks to another man and somewhere deep down you might feel a tinge of jealousy or you'll feel bad because you already have an image of her being you know so you could say my children love me so much my children are absolutely in love with me and they're such good kids and they're respectful And they do something that is not as per your book. And what does that bring you? Sorrow. Misery. You feel hurt. So now, think of yourself free of these ideas. Don't label yourself. Be free of labeling. Be free of labeling your friends, your family. Be free of labeling the world around you okay the world is what it is you are as you are your friends your family your children people around you let them be as they are why judge why label don't create an image be free of this image break this this is idol worshiping. you create idols of everybody within you and then you worship the idols you are not bothered how they actually are, how things actually are. You are more concerned about your, your idol. And then you say, my idol is the best. My son is the best. My husband is the best. I am the best. I am such a good person. The world is bad. I am a victim. The world is full of bad people. These bad people are hurting the world, they are harming the world. I am such a good person. Why are you harming me? You know, you should listen to me. I am the smart one. I am the creative one. I am the talented one. Why am I not getting enough chances? Now do you see how these ideas come about? It's very simple. This sense of identity. Break free from this identity. Give it up once and for all. Don't create it. It's happening consciously, subconsciously, unconsciously. It does not matter. Consciously you make an attempt. Have a strong intention that I will not create this identity. Think of a world. Think of your present moment. When you are not building this, you know, walls around you. You are not bringing, building these idols within you. You are so free. You have, your consciousness is open. You are open to endless possibilities. You know. You could be anything. You could be anything. You don't have to limit yourself, you know, with these adjuncts saying, I am, you know, this way. You're not this way. You're not that way. Everything is you. You are everything. You can do anything. You are free of everything. Even if you don't do anything, you're free. Don't label yourself. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. Don't think of yourself even as successful, or confident, or charming, or beautiful, or handsome, smart, intelligent, compassionate, kind, angry. You are none of these things. Hell, don't even think of yourself as a man or as a woman, as black or white, as, as a human. Be free of the ideas. You know? Choose light. Out, come out of these habit patterns. The problem is creation of habit patterns. The problem is creation of identity. What identity you create is not the problem. The fact that you are creating an identity is the problem. Get out. Get out of this identity crisis. You know. Don't play this game. Don't be a rat in the rat race. So now we see how... You know, we could be free, we could begin this process, this journey of being free from this game of identity. Right? Think of a child, how free a child feels. You know, a child is always free, a child is, she could be crying, the child could be laughing, crying, at one minute it's laughing, other minute it's crying, It fall, she falls down and she gets up, there's nothing, you know? There's it's so much there's so much freedom, there is so much joy, there's so much wonder in being a child. You know what I mean? Because in in Sanskrit there's a beautiful word, it's called samskara, you know, vasana. So these things mean it's very it's uh it's tough to translate it into English, but basically it means like, you know, the past karmas the past karmas of a human being have not sprouted in this child as yet so it is not labeling itself it is not deceiving itself into believing that this child is not believing is limited is living the child is living his life with limitless possibilities you know, not even thinking of possibilities, not even thinking in terms of duality As I am happy. No child is going to say I am happy. I am sad. You know. Children are beyond happiness and sadness. They are beyond these concepts of misery and joy. And that is true freedom. A child does not understand bondage. That is true freedom. He doesn't understand the concept of bondage. You know. Freedom is being as you are. Not reacting all the time, you know, we are always responding to things, we are always responding to things with anger, with hatred and with repulsion, you know, we are aggravating our minds, we are responding to things, we respond to beautiful things with love and lust and, you know, attachment and desire and we consider love and lust and desire to be something of great value, these are the things that create misery. This is what creates misery, this is this attachment, this desire is the root of all misery. That's what Buddha said, you know. Buddha said, Aase dukkha ke mula. That means, desire is the root of all suffering. So the first thing is, we respond. We respond to things negatively, positively, continuously we're responding, you know, aggressively saying I want this, I don't want this, I want this, I don't want this. be free of this want you know of this desire. So what comes before desire intention, the will of a person, you know the willingness of a person, the intention to be happy that comes even before desire. You know, it's a subtle form of desire, you can say. The intention is a subtle form of desire. Intentions become desires, and desires become attachments, and attachments become miseries. Anything you're attached to creates misery. Right? But if the intention is to go towards the light, you know, if the intention is to be free of the world, that is within you of the world outside it's to be free from bondage from misery the intention is that then there is a way right there is a way and the path it's called the middle path it's neither the path of wanting it is neither the path of repulsion you know I want this I don't want this Give up both these ideas, just for this moment. Just for this moment, think of yourself as being free. Free yourself from all ideas. Free yourself from the concept of duality. This moment, give up everything. Everything you already have and everything you want. Give it up. Now look at yourself. Free. You know, give up all doubts, give up all ideas. Don't hold on to anything. Give up even the concept of liberation and bondage. That you want to be free, that you want to be happy. This quest for happiness quest for happiness is what creates sadness because we go behind things but the reality is joy joy is your own true nature happiness is your own true nature like a child you know, child is happy because there is no need for anything, there is no desire for anything be happy, be as you are And that is happiness. Being as you are, without wants, without desires, without concepts, without ideas, you know. Don't hold on to anything. This is joy. This is your true state. This is that state of being. So make an intention, you know. Take a wolf to yourself. First thing is that, make a wove to yourself and say, I want to be free. I want to be free of this bondage. I want to be free of this concept of identity. I want to free myself from, you know, this this cage I have built for myself. In my mind, in, my, in myself. The cage does not exist. It's made of thoughts and thoughts are illusory. So they, they have no reality in itself. You know what I mean? Thoughts have no substance. Thoughts are like illusion. It's like moving images on a screen. You know, you go watch a movie and then you see all these images on the screen. And how is the screen affected by these images? When the movie ends, is the screen affected? The screen remains as it is, white. You know what I mean? The images come and the images go screen remains that unaffected. It can play another movie next. In the same way, you are also unaffected. The moving images is on the screen of the mind. But you are not the mind. You know, nobody says, I am the mind. They say, my mind, my thoughts. Right? Nobody believes that they are the thoughts. Right? But we give it undue importance. We give the mind undue importance. We believe everything the mind tells us. you know it is a great the mind is a great servant but a horrible master. So never let your mind, you know, become your master. The mind should do what you ask the mind to do. If you want the mind to be silent, the mind should be silent. you know. And you are, let's say, practicing silence and the mind wants you to, you know, be aggravated. No. You know, to gain mastery over the mind, first thing, most important thing is renunciation. In Sanskrit, it's called vairagya. And what is renunciation? Renunciation is not wearing ochre robes, shaving your head, becoming a monk. Those are external, you know, factors. True renunciation is renunciation of all these ideas that we spoke about. Renunciation of desire. You know, that is the root thing. But there is something much deeper than renunciation of desire. That is renunciation of identity. How we identify ourselves with the body. Renunciation of that. That is just the concept it is not real so renounce you know renounce this idea of identity and what do you replace it with suppose I say I am not the body I am not the mind you know I am the supreme pure self I am the supreme soul right you do not need to replace your identity. Give up this idea of identity. You do not need to replace it with anything else. Surrender to the divine. Let the divine take over. You know, this concept of absolute surrender. Absolute devotion to the divine. You can call it God. God. You know, our energy, our light, or the universe, the divine intelligence. You can call it anybody, anything with any name. Some call him Shiva, some call him Jesus. How does it matter? You know. But what is more important is surrender. Surrender completely. Let it go. This is the key to happiness, this is the key to joy, this is the key to freedom, surrender and be happy.